Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 6. The prophetical book of Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 8. Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. <laughs> also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. I, here am I. Send me, Lord. So we read in this prophetical book of Isaiah, the way God Almighty called him into the ministry, into the prophetical ministry. And he starts the scripture portion saying that in the year that King Uzziah died. So I believe there is a certain significance to this moment of the death of King Uzziah. So it helps us to know who King Uzziah was. King Uzziah, the word of God says, King Uzziah was a good king. He was not like evil kings, those lived and those who ruled the kingdom of Judah. He was one of the good kings. He was not only a good king, but he was also a successful king. Who did that was right in the eyes of God? And what of God says, he served the tribes of Judah for 52 long years. And during this time, Judah became prosperous. You know, it looks like apparently Isaiah looked up to him, King Uzziah, in awe and respect. Isaiah liked him very much. And if you read the history, if you can go to the historical books and find out, Isaiah started developing a kind of dependency on King Uzziah. He looked at his great accomplishments and Isaiah, without his knowledge, he started depending more on this king. Even in some of his literatures, we can see the, the prophetical you know, sections, we see Isaiah is kind of overemphasizing his achievement, his power. You know, he thought this man of God who was ruling Judea in full success and as he was fearful to God at some point of time he thought he can achieve everything by his own strength 
And even at some point of time in his life, he behaved in such a way that it shows that probably he would have thought that he can be a king as well as he can be a priest. At times, you know, even he was trying to do the work of the priest. And God looked into that situation and what of God says, God displeased of what he did. Because what of God says, King Uzziah, the later part of his life, he even defiled the temple of God. And eventually, if you can read that from 2 Chronicles chapter 26, we are not going to go there, check 2 Chronicles chapter 26. What of God says, God struck him with leprosy and later he died as a leper. Uh, you know, very clearly it's, an, it's evident that there is a learn, lesson that we can learn from King Uzziah. You know, when God takes us to the apex or the pinnacle of, the, of success in our lives, we must remember to remain humble. We must remember to bring praises to God and to honor God. Because this man of God, at some point of time in his life, he failed to bring glory to God. Instead, he started thinking about his own abilities. Because what of God says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And this man of God, the prophet Isaiah, adored King Uzziah. Because word of God says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You know, as I said, Isaiah started developing kind of dependency on King Uzziah. But God didn't like that. He got a lot of respect for him, you know, rather than depending on God. Rather than revering, you know, rather than giving honor and glory to God. But when King Uzziah died, word of God says, Isaiah saw the Lord. Today the question that you and I need to ask, who is that King Uzziah in our lives? Who is that King Uzziah in my life? Is it my pride or is it my self-confidence or it is my arrogance or it's a kind of I know everything kind of attitude? Or it is my self-ambitions. You know, at times we strive and move, we move forward because we want to achieve what we think it is my ambition. But you know, God interferes in the middle of it all and he tells us, King Uzziah has to die. King Uzziah has to die. Is it boasting or is it speaking haughty? We need to identify who is the King Uzziah who is ruling over us or in, in, or in other words we are putting our dependency on him. God is asking us today to identify King Uzziah because if you want to see God, King Uzziah has to go away from this face of this earth. And Isaiah here, he saw the vision. And he says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up. And then the train of his robe filled the temple of God. Word of God simply says, as he saw the vision, Isaiah is seeing God is seated on the throne. God is seated on the throne. He's not seeing God walking towards him, or he's not seeking God suddenly appearing him to him. Isaiah is seeing Lord God is seated on the throne. 
It tells me today the Lord God is in control still even today. He is still still seated on the throne. He is still in control of our lives. He is still in control of everything that we see around us. You know at times we think that things are going out of control. We don't have any control over the situation. We get carried away by the waves and the winds that blow and that hits us in our lives. But God is telling us this morning as Isaiah saw that. Lord God is still seated on the throne high and lifted up high and lifted up he is exalted it says Isaiah is saying there is no one above him he is is above all power he is above all kingdom and he is above all creations and there is no one else above him I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and word of God says the train of his robe fill the temple of God you know kings of old they were you know they wore a kind of elaborate or a lengthy robe to signify their majesty and their authority the longer the train they have the more powerful they are you know they even had servants to carry the train as the kings walk across but you know what after a king gets defeated in a battle the history says they would cut off a section of his train and as he faces more and more defeat the train becomes shorter and shorter if a king walks with a robe which is not long enough it means he has faced so many defeats in his life here we see Isaiah seeing the Lord is seated on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple you can imagine how vast and enormous the temple of God was and the robe of his the, the train of his robe fills the entire temple of God that shows that signifies the victory and majesty of the Lord and if you remember the hem of the garment also shows the power of God he is such an almighty God Isaiah as his eyes are focused on God almighty he is seeing him seated on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple of God and word of God says in verse 2 above the throne stood seraphim above the throne stood seraphim and each having six wings two they covered their face with two they covered their feet and with two they flew seraphim as they were standing above the throne you can imagine the position that is given to that angel what of God says Isaiah saw seraphims standing above the throne of God above the throne of God with six wings two they cover their face two there they cover their legs and with two they they were flying they cover their face I was thinking about why angel they have to cover their face I believe it is just to show they are too lowly to look upon the holiness of God they are too low they are too inferior to look upon the holiness of God who is seated on the throne with two they cover their feet you know that shows me that tells me the humble attitude of the angels 
you know they want to they want to make sure nothing deficient deficient is seen in the presence of God nothing deficient nothing faulty you know nothing brings guilt nothing is it, it's dirty seen in the presence of God and with two they were flying and they were crying out to one another saying holy 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 is the Lord of hosts the whole earth is full of his glory I can imagine the kind of situation the kind of vision Isaiah is having and he looks into the face of the one he is seated on the throne and he looks into the angels they are flying over there and all that brings him to a conclusion that God Almighty is holy it's in the very beginning of his early stages of his ministry God is telling him and showing him that I am holy there is no darkness in me and there is no room for anything that defiles can come into the presence of God and God Almighty is making that very clear to Isaiah and word of God says in verse 4 and the posts of the door were shaken the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of the angels by the voice of the angels we see there is a kind of you know shaking that is taking place at the doors the angels are powerful it shows that they are powerful and majestic beings perhaps we can say that they are the highest beings in all of God's creation found above the throne of God and all that they have is they have just one occupation or one duty one responsibility to carry out praise and worship and bring honor to the Lord every minute every moment and word of God says the whole house of God was filled with smoke as Isaiah was seeing that vision the smoke today that reminds me the pillar of cloud that went along with the children of Israel as they were crossing the wilderness the smoke also tells me what Moses experienced in Mount Sinai as he was sitting there on for 40 days and if you remember as Solomon was dedicating his temple word of God says the Shekinah glory of God came and dwelled upon the temple in the temple of God and smoke everywhere even the priests couldn't enter into the temple of God the cloud of glory represents the presence of God Almighty and what Isaiah is seeing here he felt the doors posts were shaking and now he feels now he sees or experiences the smoke filling the temple of God now I was just looking into the vision that Isaiah is having here it involves all five senses if not five at least four senses here he is seeing God Almighty seated there on the throne he is hearing the voice of the angelic host and he is feeling something over there he is feeling a tremor there going on you know as the doorposts are shaken and probably he would have felt the smoke in the temple of God as he was seeing there and one thing probably the one sense out of five left out is the taste and word of God says oh taste and see that the Lord is good you know we can feel our Lord God with all our five cents isn't it amazing today you know I remember one of them one of our morning prayers uh, those who participated one of the brother he was uh, on that day he was sharing with me that he saw in those days he saw a vision of God Almighty 
and he was telling me when he saw the vision of God he saw he saw many things but one significant thing it was he saw sweetness everywhere he saw sweetness everywhere he saw sweetness everywhere around God and moment he saw God he started tasting sweets what of God says oh taste and see that the Lord is good and Isaiah is having it you know having a wonderful time here seeing the Lord and tasting him and seeing him hearing him and feeling him even smelling him in that the presence of God we talked about the vision Isaiah had in verse 5 the moment that took place Isaiah said what was me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips Isaiah started feeling his inadequacy he felt that he is not adequate he is not well equipped to see these things in front of his eyes so he started crying out Lord it's all over it's all over I am ruined I'm completely destroyed that's what it means I'm completely destroyed I'm completely ruined how can I stand before such a holy God how can I stand before such a holy holy God and gazing upon him Spurgeon says God will never do anything with us till he has first of all undone us. God cannot do anything with us unless we are undone. You know that's what exactly God is doing with Isaiah here. Until he cries out, Lord I am undone. You know what does it mean when, 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 when someone says that I am undone? Lord I am helpless Lord, I am helpless. You are such a holy God where I can stand in front of you. How can I you know, dare to stand in front of you? You are such a holy God. And he cries out and says I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. You believe and I, and I believe you understand lips and mouth is a tool of a prophet need not be for a prophet even for a man of God or a woman of God lips and mouth is a tool of a child of God unless God touches that God's God's word cannot come forth in from our lives and that's what exactly God is doing God is trying to touch him touch his lips and he says I dwell in the midst of people with unclean lips not only our words even the words of others defile us even the words of others can easily corrupt us words can penetrate deep in our hearts within inside us and it can corrupt our body and our mind and it can easily get us away from God a prophet cannot afford to speak wild things a prophet cannot afford to listen evil conversation that may interfere with the voice of God now if God is calling you as a prophet I would say better don't speak just listen from God and speak the word of God and a prophet and prophetesses cannot go around and speaking whatever they want they are expected to speak to bring forth the word of God and today that God has to and you know we need to undone we God has to do certain things in our lives so that the tools which God can use in our lives need to be of God it cannot be of the world in nature you know by nature 
our lips are full of flattery and false intent with flattering lips and a double heart they speak what of God says in Psalm 12 2 by our nature our lips lie and are proud let the lying lips be put in silence which speak insolent things proudly and contemptuously against the righteous Psalm 31 18 by nature our lips deceive Word of God says keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit Psalm 34 13 by nature our lips are violent swords are in the lips can you believe it swords are in the lips Psalm 59 7 by nature our lips bring death to others the poison of asps is under their lips that's what the word of God says Psalm 143 such a powerful instrument that God has given us and here a man of God who is going through a tough time in the presence of God as he felt that his lips are unclean Isaiah is feeling that he is not adequate enough he is not well prepared to handle the vision of God and verse 6 says then one of the seraphim flew to me having in his hand a live coal which he had taken from the altar with the tongues live coal it means a coal which is still hot and burning it was so hard even the seraphim the angel couldn't touch it with its hand it needs the tongues to you know get hold of a live coal from the altar it is taken from the altar where the, the, the fire is burning still seraphim went and reached the altar with the tongues and he took a live coal which is still burning an altar is a place where sacrifice is made fire always burning in an altar and uh, you know the coal which was taken is very very hard and I believe it must have been a terrible experience painful experience for Isaiah a burning coal is applied to the most sensitive part of the body but yet nothing is written that Isaiah is crying out or he is crying in pain nothing is written you know either there was no pain I assume or probably you know God would have given him a special grace to handle that pain as that I as the angel is touching him with the live coal or probably as Isaiah say the Lord saw the Lord Almighty he would have got completely totally you know taken caught up into the presence of God that pain doesn't really matter for him he see all that secret sees the majesty of God surrounded him in his goodness and the cleanliness and purity and holiness and the angel of God says your iniquity is taken out of you is taken away and your tongue and your sin is purged Spurgeon says Jehovah who is a consuming fire can only fitly be served by those who are on fire whether they be angels or men so here we see you know you we all know that how we can you know ignite fire we get fire to ignite fire we take fire to burn something else to ignite to get fire the angel of God is taking the live coal in order to set someone on fire because only he can serve the Lord only he can bring forth the word of God to this generation and we see the fire of cleansing going on here in this place 
If you can turn with me quickly to the book of Revelation yet chapter 8. Book of Revelation chapter 8 verses 3 and 5. Revelation chapter 8 verse 3 says, Then another angel having a golden censer <laughs> came and stood at the altar. He was given much in- incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And if you continue to read and go to verse 8, and in verse 8 we, we sorry, verse 5 we see, Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth, and there were noises, thundering, lightning, and earthquake. And here we see the fire in the altar, but the fire of this altar here, as we read, it was for judgment. It represents the wrath of God. But here we see the fire on the altar in chapter Isaiah chapter 8, 6. That's the fire of cleansing. The fire of purging. In Acts chapter 2, as we know the scripture, Acts chapter 2, verse 3. Word of God says, tongues of fire falling upon the believers. That refers to the Holy Spirit. Let's read one more scripture. Luke chapter 3, verse 16. As Jesus was about to be baptized by John the Baptist. Here is the word. Luke chapter 3 verse 16. Word of God says, John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming. Whose sandal strap I am not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Fire is always related to equipping someone to serve God. Here we see Isaiah has been touched with the live coal as the fire of cleansing came upon him. As the believers gathered together, the fire of the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And as Jesus is baptizing with fire and the Holy Spirit even today, God wants to equip the man of God here. Before someone is made as a prophet to the nation, God takes him through the fire of purification. God takes him to the fire of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And we see the response of Isaiah in verse 8. He says, also I heard the voice of the Lord. The call of God comes to him now before he responds to the call. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Again, the Trinity, Trinity, the triune God. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? He heard the voice from above. Isaiah is brought to a situation now suddenly as he was seeing the God Almighty seated on the throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled everywhere as he saw the angels and the way angels are worshipping God Almighty. And he just now, he had a moment of cleansing by the fire of God. And now came the call of God in his life. And what was the call of God? Whom shall I send and who will go for us? That was the call of God. He heard the voice of the Lord. And Isaiah said, Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. Call of God came in the life of a man of God. 
when king Uzziah died when he saw the vision of God when he realized his uncleanness and he allowed him to be purged by the fire by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and now here comes the call of God in his life and Isaiah responded to the call of God saying Lord here I am send me here I am send me 